Alt. How's everybody doing out there? What's up, Airheads? How about this? We're live, live and in person doing the thing, live streaming. You know, if you're a skewer, you see me do this often on Tuesday nights, but this is the first time POA has gone live, a momentous event because it is, in fact, our 100th episode. And uh, we asked y'all what y'all wanted us to do. And a lot of people said, how about you go live so we can join in on the fun? And we said, all righty then. If you are just a skewer or something, you're wondering what the hell's going on. Well, I just explained. This is me. That's Corey. We have a fancy stuff podcast called Putting on Airs. And you are currently watching it. Welcome. What's up, Cho? Hey, buddy. And I'd like to say that, uh, you know, keeping in line with us, putting on airs, basically anything we put our stamp of approval on, we immediately fucked it up. We are mm -hmm. not, <laughs> we, as, as a lot of you know, and I'm sure some of you are just now getting here from, you were on the uh, putting on airs YouTube, which by the way, if you're here just from Trey's YouTube, I, we would like you to subscribe to the putting yeah. on airs YouTube. That is over at watchpoa.com. Please join us over there. We were supposed to uh, live stream from there, but we are both technological idiots. I'm going to take the fall for this one, uh, just because you're better at all this stuff. I'm the one that should have should have known. Uh, well, I'm an idiot. Just to elaborate for people, it turns out in order to live stream from any given YouTube channel, you have to go through a waiting period, like you're buying a handgun or something, which is funny <laughs> to me because it's like because it's like YouTube being like. Are you sure you want to do this? Why don't you take some time to cool right. off and see if you still want to do this? Okay. Cause yeah. this is a big decision. Just going live to the whole internet and the whole world like that. You might, but yeah, YouTube makes you, you can't just say, I want to go live. There's a 24 hour waiting period for some reason. And we did not know that. So we, uh, we couldn't go live. Uh, <laughs> Actually, Matt, so also big news for Somebody, any skewers out say, there. Someone just said they were live on POA, and I was like, you psychopath. Somebody's indignant, but we are. So, all right, all right, this it, is funny. We, we already having a, a technical <laughs> buttfuckery and whatnot because I don't have a clue what's going on either. But I don't either. An another I announcement for any skewers that are watching right now, big news for y'all. Producer Matt is on here helping us hey. out. If y'all don't watch Weekly Skews, that is our producer over there, renowned for his video playing skills. And uh, he's here back there. He's going to be pulling y'all's comments up and that stuff. Matt just text or just put in our private chat. He said, I forgot to tell you, I got you live on the POA YouTube. I saw that it was, I saw that it was an option, but I just, I thought it wasn't going to work because we didn't go through the waiting period. So I don't know if y'all are on the POA channel and you can see us. That's great. It's new. So I just us. look like a lunatic for posting that video. I mean, buddy, it popped up in big ass letters, 24 hours. So what else were you supposed to think? If it is working, then, you know, that's on YouTube well, for just psyching people out for some reason. I don't know. But anyway. It's like any waiting period. YouTube was like, oh, you're two white men. Never mind. Y'all come go right ahead. ahead. Come go right ahead. to the front. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't Absolutely. Know what we didn't mean you. Yeah, right. We, you oh, you that put time a blazer we, on. Come on. that time we had, a, we had a show in San Diego and drove back to my place in Burbank, and we were driving from San Diego to L.A. at like 3 in the morning because we had a late show that night. And we went through this like immigration checkpoint between San yeah. Diego and L.A. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Do you remember was the that, protocol for the, the immigration night? It was the baby Ruth night. We can elaborate <laughs> on that in a minute. But the immigration checkpoint, you remember the protocol for the immigration yes. checkpoint as far as we yes. can tell? 
Border they Patrol put a Sherwin Williams there. swatch up against our face. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like that Family Guy scene <laughs> with with the different swatches of skin colors. But they're Border Patrol agents standing there, and they make you slow down and slowly roll through the immigration checkpoint. And they basically stand there and they're like, "White, go ahead. White, go ahead. Go ahead. White, yep. go ahead." Right? Yeah, and you just get waved right there. And if you're brown, a, a fucking alarm goes off, and you know, yep. four more guys show up on horses for some reason. They make you do a whole thing, but. Uh, but yeah, Cho referred to that to the baby Ruth incident. Uh, so that same night, it was actually before we went through the immigration checkpoint, which we did not know was there. We were driving from San Diego to LA middle of the night. And Cho was like, I really, really, really want a baby Ruth. If we, Specific. if I could get a, I, like, I don't just want it. I need a baby Ruth. No matter what <laughs> happens, I need to have a baby Ruth tonight. And I was like, okay, well, we could figure it out. And we there was a rest area and it had a sign that said vending machines. I was like, they got vending machines. Maybe they got a baby root there. We pull into this rest area. It's literally like 2 a.m. on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, whatever. And this rest area is packed. Like there's nowhere to park. It's packed with cars and people at two in the morning. And we were like, what the fuck is going on here? So I just sort of pulled over to the side, let him out. He went to get his baby Ruth. It took him a while because there was so many people there. He had to stand around, stand in line and whatnot. And he finally got his baby Ruth and came back. And he was like, okay, we can go now. And I was like, indeed, we can. We'd been listening to a lot of Garth Brooks, which I think is an important we, we detail. We listened to Garth Brooks. We listened to Garth Brooks' it's like double live album, the whole trip up here. That, that, will, that will be relevant a little later. He comes back with his baby Ruth. He's like, we can go now. We leave. We get like five minutes up the highway, and that's where the immigration checkpoint is. And it was at that point that I was like, oh, that was that's why that's why all those people were back there at that at that place at that time was because the immigration checkpoint is just up the road. And you know, as a white man, I don't really know how any of it works. I'm just saying, I don't know if they're getting their shit together, if they're waiting it out, if it's a if it's a pop up immigration checkpoint like a DUI putting on checkpoint, some foundation. I don't know how. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know. But either way, it was wild. But yeah, we get to the immigration checkpoint and they're just like, you white, go ahead. And they let us roll through and then mm -hmm. it was fine. Then we then we continued on to L.A. He had a early morning flight. I was coming home. So I was taking him to a, a hotel by the airport. Uh, that stop, because there were so many people there, that stop probably took us 15, 20 minutes. It cost us 15, 20 minutes. Uh, we get to LA. I take him to his airport hotel. And as we pull into the airport hotel parking lot, there is a shuttle bus letting off about 45 kiwis, kiwis. Uh, not, not fruits, not little birds. The, uh, very charming oceanic peoples uh, from New Zealand known as Kiwis, 45, like 45 Kiwis getting off a shuttle bus as we pull into the park, into this hotel parking lot at again, like three in the morning. So and I was like, oh, buddy, like six. Yeah. I was like, buddy, that's, that's tough sledding right there. That's rough. Cause like they're all in front of him in line to check in. It's three in the morning. There's only one person at the check-in spot. I drop him off at LAX. I'm driving to Burbank. It takes me another fucking 35, 40 minutes to get home. When I get home, he texts me. He was like, I still ain't been able to check in. I've been in line this whole fucking time behind all these goddamn Kiwis. And I said, <laughs> and keep in mind, we were listening to Garth Brooks on the whole trip. I said, well, you know, if you hadn't made me stop for that baby Ruth, 
you wouldn't have to deal with it. You would have been in front of these people if you did, if you didn't make me stop for that baby Ruth. And he said, well, then I would have had to miss the dance, Trey. <laughs> 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 Which, if you're a Garth fan, is a hell of a line. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad Thank I you. didn't know the way the it way all would it end. All would end. The way man. it all would go. Right. Yeah. Oh, you man. wouldn't trade that dance with that baby Ruth for nothing. But uh, would not. Yeah. Would not. I believe brother. this is two episodes in a row we've talked about baby Ruth's actually. We baby I Ruth came up correct. last week uh when Travis Irvine was on here talking about president stuff. That's correct. Because they, they bullshitted Babe Ruth into somehow believing that it was about Grover Cleveland's daughter and, and not one and not Babe Ruth. Yeah, and they won the lawsuit. So well, I'm anyway. Here I we are. To, we wanted to let everybody know that because we are live streaming, this is not going to be your typical episode of putting on airs. We wanted to put this one in the hands of the fans, the airheads, the people uh, that made, hey, yay, uh, I can't read the name there. Trey, maybe you can. You've got your glasses on. Says, yay, live. Dana Washer. Dana Washer. Uh, Dana, yeah. Thank you, Dana. We're going to put this episode in the not, fans' not, hands. Dana was here. Dana was here. Da Dana. You got, look, hey, Dana Kim. was here. You have to. You had, oh, there's Kim Cusado, uh, our doctor time, friend. Long time denizen of the universe. That's right. Yes. Always telling me I'm eating wrong and need to yeah. walk up more stairs and shit. I'm just kidding. I love you, Kim. Uh, we're going to put Dana this episode. Was here. You need to put, you need to capitalize some of the letters in that username. Dana was here because we're over yeah. here. It's like, we're like, is she from New Zealand? Is this from <laughs> Maori? Is this from that, you know, is this some sort of foreign language? Danawashir. Danawashir says. Yeah, but no, it was Dana was here, I think. We want this to be a very interactive episode uh, is what I was getting at. We are going to be not only taking your questions, but later on uh, in the show, we're going to be playing some interactive games that we have planned. Uh, we will see how those go. We will either uh, we're going to have a great time with them regardless, but how long they last depends on how good me and Trey are at them. Uh, correct, Trey? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we kind of tried this on a very early episode, we a did. version of one of these, and I feel like in 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 my memory, it didn't go particularly well. But now that we're live, I'm sure we'll really yeah. crank it well, up, and it'll be even better. Just, and in no way more disastrous. But yes, but see, we'll, I've always we'll felt out. like. I've always felt like even though like we can't hear the applause and stuff, I do actually always perform better when I know there's people watching. There's some level that I hit when I know it's all on the line. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. every time I come on skews, I steal the show, baby. You can't follow me. No doubt. Ain't no doubt about that. Tell you, you know what I'm saying? couldn't follow you was Marcus Flowers, your buddy who was running for Congress <laughs> in North Georgia. Well, we yeah. don't have to talk about that, Trey. Well, well this we is can our... just say real quick, because now people won't know what I meant. If you don't watch right. Skews, Corey was on Weekly Skews, my political podcast one night. He was buddies with this guy, Marcus Flowers, who was running against Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marcus was coming on the show as a guest, and he, he explicitly requested that Corey also be on the show because he was comfortable with Corey because they're both from the same area. They know each other. And I was like, yeah, Corey comes on all the time. That's totally fine. We can have Corey on. So he requested that Corey's on. So Corey comes on the show and co-hosts it with me. Marcus is coming on at the half hour point. Marcus is running for Congress. Very straight laced, buttoned up, not being very subversive. His whole thing is like, hey, she's insane. I'm not. That's his whole thing, right? He's coming on at uh, 530 to do the show. At 529, 
Corey launches into a 90 plus second diatribe about how Republicans are always getting fucked up their butts with apples in their mouth, fucking wearing a gimp <laughs> mask and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like yeah, you just rub them down with butter, shove an apple in their mouth and fuck your butt. That's what Republicans like. That's what he said. And I was like, I was like, our guest, everybody is running for Congress in Georgia's second district, Mr. Marcus Flowers. And dude, he came on and he just had this deer in the headlights. Look, you can tell he was like, what? and I was just there like, Hey man, you, you know, this that's, the monkey, that's the monkey's Paul curling. You know what I mean? That's the monkey's Paul curling. You're the one that asked for Corey to be on the show. You know, you be careful what you wish for, but yeah. in my defense, in my defense, I was borderline blackout drunk and I forgot that he was coming on. Because <laughs> I was blackout drunk, you yeah. know. So yeah. what are you gonna do? Well, Trey, Lisa Marie says I so remember that it was a it was a memorable moment. In the, I'm in sure the she universe. does. Trey, um, in in light of it being our 100th episode, I have prepared something. Um, as I do I often do. Let me give you your. Let me give you some props first from Sacrin Seductress, who says I'm okay. so happy that Corey dressed up. I've missed the fancy clothes from the in person episodes early on, and you're right, Sacrin. I always dress up. As a, yeah, I, you're right. I know. I've been. You, you can only see such a small part of me. I've sort of gotten lazy with the dressing up, but you guys are right. Mm -hmm show doing it for real and i do appreciate that anyway you've prepared something for us i have no idea what this is about to be just so y'all know so yeah hit us with it i just prepared a little i wrote something earlier today <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> wow 100 episodes of putting on airs what a journey this has been from a kernel of an idea formed in the minds of two unsuccessful comedians with visions of stardom on the horizon to an actual show hosted by two kind of successful comedians with visions of stardom long since in the rearview mirrors, laughing at them, <laughs> mocking them, reminding mm -hmm. them of their age and incompetence towards the new technologies embraced by today's youth. Mm-hmm. We've made so many fond memories together on this show, and we would have made more had we not enforced a strict 12 white claws in episode policy in the early episodes. Many people don't know this, but that was actually the reason for our frequent wardrobe changes. We peed ourselves. That's the joke. Uh -huh. there. Trey, Trey, also, <clears throat> if you don't mind, I've actually written a poem to go along with this, Trey, too. I, okay. I thought that was like a free verse poem. That's not what that was. The first was, part yeah. was a free verse poem, and now okay. I'm rhyming. If that's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> I've always been of the opinion because I'm trash, like and them. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. not I'm not particularly uh, cultured. To me, it ain't a poem if it don't rhyme. That's you've just how actually. I feel about you've it. always said rhymes I are the tits that, like, of the poem. Rhymes are the tits of the poem. I've always believed yeah. that. Like you know, I know Charles Bukowski hits. I know it hits. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I don't think I, so. Frankly, I need overrated. Uh, Okay. All right. That's a strong take. I don't really know much about him. And my buddy James Bain, who you know, ex-Marine, yeah. college football player and intellectual from Salina, Tennessee, is a big Charles Bukowski fan. I just know he was a drunk, which hits for me. But yeah, James I don't, Bain, also full of shit. <laughs> I just I if you ain't rhyming, you ain't poeming po and I know you feel that way. Which is why to me. Yeah. That's just how I feel about it. Well, I know you feel that way, which is why I'm rhyming here. <clears throat> All right, here we go. <clears throat> we learned about some kings and that my granny can't be a mummy and that rich people used to grind them up and snort them off their tummies. Mm -hmm. We learned about the Queen's Guard, though they now protect the king. 
We learned about the opera and how high those bitches sing. Australia <laughs> fought some emus. The emus whipped their ass. And the teachers beat out the businessmen when it comes to India's caste. We've talked about all things fancy, from diamonds down to pearls. We've even contemplated emotions, like who has them? Do squirrels? Trey doesn't seem to think so. But then mm -hmm. again, you know what? I don't really give a fuck what Trey thinks. I'm beginning to believe that our friendship is toxic. All he does is make fun of me and call me fat and stupid. And I mean, yeah, sure, I'm both <laughs> of those things. But I don't ever call him <laughs> any of those things. And maybe that's because he's not. I, but still, you know what? I, I was what, talking with my I, therapist the other day. I, and I don't give a fuck what Trey thinks. I, and I okay. swear to God, before we go, <laughs> what? What? I'm just. I never, I'm glad. I'm glad you're in therapy working through this. I feel like some of that's a little unfair, but you did bring sure. up the squirrels. The squirrels was sort of the entree into that whole uh, breakdown. You You'd just have them I, as an entree, wouldn't you? Absolutely, I have. I've eaten so many squirrels. You ain't never ate a squirrel, don't you? Yes. Lie to me. I, I have. I shot it first. You've had a squirrel, God damn it! Anyway, I bet one. Yeah, I knew the squirrels were going to come up at some point, as well they should in the hundred, the hundredth episode. But a lot of these comments <laughs> that I'm seeing fly by over here, people talking about squirrels, talking about how squirrels love. And uh, oh, Eric, Lu Eric Lewis says, "Team Trey, fuck them squirrels." That's right, absolutely. <laughs> Tree rats, that's all they is. They're little bastards, dude. If they didn't have fluffy tails, nobody give a fuck about them. I don't think. Uh, Trey Dillahay, damn, spelled the same way, T-R-A-E. How about that? If you're white, then uh, this is a particularly momentous moment for me because typically the only T-R-A-E's I meet are black guys, which also hits for me. Anyway, Trey Dillahay says, poem without rhymes is just a story, in my opinion. I've never understood what makes it a poem if it don't rhyme either. I don't You I know don't what sometimes it. they do, too, is like, they call it a poem as long as how it's written on the page don't make no goddamn sense. Exactly. Like it'll be like right. four words here, they two just, here, yes. then four. Right. And it's like with a haiku, I get it because you're supposed to read it with the syllables or whatever. Right. But sometimes it's just like I walked across the forest to Dale and then we went over here. It didn't mm -hmm. hit. And then you know what I mean? And it's like, just fucking put yeah. it all together and it fits better. And you can get they, four of them motherfuckers absolutely. on there. Absolutely. They just take it, they take a paragraph and just fuck up the spacing of it. They're yeah. like wasting paper. A, now this is a poem. Yeah. And yeah. I never really got that. I never did. I also look, here's my other hot take about poetry, by the way. I've kind of been of the opinion for most of my life that we as a society and a culture, once we made our way to rap music yeah. and, and stuff, bye bye poetry. I've, I've sort of been of the opinion that like, okay, we found something that hits harder than just regular poetry. We yeah. leveled up. And so poetry is kind of, you know, somewhat obsolete <laughs> in my opinion. And I don't think that's, you know, my buddy Krobama said the first haiku was written by a poet who just had a stroke. And I agree with that. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. That, yeah, fuck it. I knew Matt was going to single that one out. Uh, did, is it, so let me, let me ask you, Joe, about the, uh, about the squirrels. Like, cause I know people want to hear us revisit this. You have any kind of, any sort of reflections upon that in retrospect, you feel any differently at all? Cause I tell you right now, I goddamn sure don't. I'll tell you that. I know you don't. 
I just still think that I stink. I think I stink. Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think that two things can be true. I think that you can live in a world where you have to always have your head on a swivel and maybe you have to live by a different set of rules, but you can still have the similar human emotion of love when it comes to your young. Yes, I do. And as I said on the first goddamn episode, my fucking papa had a pet squirrel and that motherfucking thing loved. It loved him. It loved other squirrels. It fucking loved. And I've seen videos of squirrels love. I know that they love. So I'm just saying, and I know that there's some that were savages. I'm just saying, yes, no, I haven't. I, I, I maintain. Well, Lisa Hamrick is with you. She says, squirrel team, Corey. Yeah. That's uh, right. Now, look, that squirrel didn't love. It knew it knew how its Where bread, its bread was, was buttered. Yeah. Nut buttered. Knew how its bread was nut buttered. It knew the deal. Look, they don't like... Uh, I mean, I don't want to just rehash the whole thing from the very beginning, but, like, they will eat baby squirrels and stuff. They'll eat other types of baby... Like, because it's that cutthroat out there poems like we were just talking about poems are a result of humans having the privilege and the capacity to feel what we refer to as romantic love and poems and fucking 90s matthew mcconaughey movies and things like that are nicholas sparks novels are a result of that right squirrels you don't know though that there's not the equivalent in the squirrel world like you don't squirrel notebook what you would be the equivalent? That. I do know that. What would they be communicate. the squirrel notebook? There might be a goddamn Dostoyevsky fucking squirrel out there. there on a stone. How would the you other don't... squirrels even know about him? He's How over there in Russia freezing the his squirrel ass off. It, though, is what I'm saying. Well, they ain't transmitting shit. They don't have squirrel radios. They don't have squirrel internet. You're not on squirrel fi. You can't, okay. they, 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 they can't share. They're not making art, right? And I'm not saying that art, again, as I said the first time, when it first came up, I think there are some high-level, high-order mammals who I do think experience something akin dolphins. to what, what we dolphins. refer to as love. Dolphins. Do- dolphin, dolphins they who rape also rape. I know they, they rape. In the head. I know they in rape the in head, the head. Dog, in the yes, head. But like. If you want to, if you want to make the argument to me that like dolphins, whales, elephants, uh, maybe higher order primates, apes, great apes, some of them can like feel love. And yes, your dog. Everybody wants to know that your dog loves. I think I do believe that your dog. Okay, loves so you are going back a little bit that, because in that episode you said no, dogs can't. No, that's not fact, true. Yes, dude, it, go yes, back and fucking look. Hold that's on. not true. No, it's not. I said no, 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 no. I said I said that your dog had been like trained through the eons to love you it's like forced to love you that's the whole thing with dogs it's like here's the thing that i make love me but like I'm but i didn't say the quote from you i didn't from that say episode. that they don't love you okay what is it you said you said your dog can't love you matter of fact next time i see it i'll kick it off a fucking bridge that's what you said <laughs> about dogs <laughs> yeah you did yeah you quote. did you not. said not only your dog any dog i see i'll curb stomp them like edward norton yes. in that goddamn jew hating movie you right, said or, that Jack Black and Anchorman. That's right. Yeah. Just pun them straight off the said. bridge. Not me, by the way, you. By the way, hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater <laughs> yeah, in my life. In my life that. to this day will never be topped. Can never yeah. be topped. Jack <laughs> yeah. Black 
punting that dog off the goddamn bridge in Anchorman <laughs> had me in the fucking floor, literally. Yeah. I was rolling around in the aisleway, losing my mind. It killed me so hard. Jason Elijah said humans would eat each other if it came down to it. Do y'all yeah. think the Donner Party didn't love each other? Well, okay. Look, I think in that, I'm. this is, I feel like you're kind of saying a version of what I'm saying, Jason, is that like, we are so privileged and lucky because of our position on the food chain and our apex predator status that we have the privilege of developing things like love because we are not often thrust into situations like the Donner party, but fucking out here in the wild and stuff, that's their every day. They just live like that every goddamn day. They don't have the luxury of being able to be, heartbroken over the one who got away. Squirrels don't have the one who got away unless you're talking about the last squirrel they tried to rape and were <laughs> unsuccessful in the attempt. I'm sorry. Go look it up on the internet. Google it right now. You will find people pointing out to you. It's like, you know Google how you what? sometimes see just Google squirrels. The last frolicking. Squirrel, squirrels frolicking in the fucking meadow or whatever. When you see squirrels like fucking running from each other and out there it's like oh they're playing they're having a good time no one squirrel is trying to rape the other squirrel often they yep. are little rape monsters often. just like dolphins are and so i'm saying it just ain't i just feel the fundamental divide to me with this whole thing with you and your uh faction of the airheads and me and mine most of them I, I just yeah it does seem like that because they're mm -hmm. good they're good-hearted people and i'm a cold fucking bastard and i get that but some of y'all are with me some of y'all that like metal and facts and logic and stuff I like anyway, metal yeah but anyway like i feel like the the fundamental division or dividing line is just that like uh y'all to me from my perspective it seems like y'all think that actual nature is like a fucking Disney movie. No, or I don't. Like I know it's and metal, but I still think you can love during metalness. Vikings <laughs> loved. It was metal. Yeah, sure. They had the capacity to love, but they didn't love like we loved, though. And also, they had, a, you know what sure I mean? Like, did. even that. Again, even that, I feel they like. They just I, had to well, turn it off. They raped, too. Like the dolphin. Right. right. I'm saying. What, I'm saying that's part of an overall larger evolution that happens right like from the vikings to us and i just feel like squirrels are way to fuck down there on that scale nah, and they ain't gotten close jerry 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 says mn yeah. no mn says jerry 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 that's what i said i said jerry 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 says mn i meant oh, like i get it yeah yeah i get it i get it yeah 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 anyway you had some stuff you wanted to do, uh, so we can't just spend too awful much time on this. But before we get to those things you have to do, Cho, because I feel That's like right. we start another thing right now, we won't That's get true. to this. we got to give some love to our sponsors, y'all. We've true. got to. So this episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, pork, and slanging meat. You know how it is, pitching tents. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well... Those days don't have to be only in the rear view mirror. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get back to that early 20s version of yourself with that extra confidence in bed. Here's how you can do it. Blue Chew 
Viagra.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead to get down or you can just be ready to get down whenever an opportunity comes up. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. That's the best part of the whole thing. It's all done down there on the internet there. You ain't got to go to the doctor's office. You ain't got to have any awkward wiener conversations. You ain't got to run into your high school principal when you're waiting on your dick pills at the pharmacy. You ain't got to do none of that. Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the U.S. of A. Prepared and shipped directly to your door in a very discreet package. Cho, you love Blue Chew. Oh, my God. It makes my dick harder than trying to convince your best friend that squirrels have the capacity to love, Trey. I'll tell you what, man. If you don't think you need it, you can try it free for a month, man. You're going to love it. For real, though, I love it. Getting my little white envelope every month that's super discreet. Best sex of your life. My wife loves it even more than I do, I'll tell you that. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are super excited to see the postman. I know that I am. First impressions are important. So maybe if you ain't got a wife and you're just out there dating, you know, you're just, uh, you know, wanting to make some first impressions, get you some blue chew. You know what I'm saying? Gives you that extra confidence. It's awesome. Blue chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we got a special deal for our listeners. Try blue chew for free when you use our promo code POA at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code POA to receive your first month for free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. All right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Here we go. We got another one. These are our good friends over at Mood. I'll tell you what, man. You know, sometimes I need to be productive, you know, creative and focused. I don't know about uh, you, Trey. Energized. But I also want to be like, uh, you know, kind of kind of out there and in sort of a, a funkadelic mood. You know what I'm saying? That's why I go to my friends at Mood because they're known for their federally legal THC. Now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup. Hemp-based THCA flower, baby. The future of legal THC. Try it along with all of Mood's other amazing offerings like flower, gummies, vapes, and more. And for a limited time, Mood is giving our listener a free THCA pre-roll and 20% of your first order. Just visit hellomood.com and use our code POA. Trey, you get in the mood sometimes, don't you? 
I do. I tell you what hits the most about mood for me is that it does not make me commune with the void. I hope mm. it's all right to say that, but like regular old weed, your papaw's weed, you know, the 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 classic THC that they have out there. For some reason, it makes me just assume the fetal position and question every decision I've ever made in my entire life. I don't know why. But mood though mood products they don't do that to me and uh, i really appreciate that it's nice to not commune with the void they've got this sleep formula this sleep easier formula that i am a huge fan of i take it and i don't even get all that worked up if i don't want to i'll take a smaller dose but i'll still sleep much easier that night sleep like a baby and i really appreciate mood for that that's kind of what i'm looking for in these products but they have a whole range of effects and and, and impacts that you can customize to your own preferences because they got it all over there at mood they're now introducing thca flower which is their latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis since thca converts into thc when you heat it you get access to the classic marijuana high and mood has 10 different high inducing strains the most potent ones They've ever offered mood has THC products you can trust. They put it into the guessing games with federally legal forms of THC extracted directly from hemp plants. All of their products are tested in third party labs and sourced from small family farms, and they're all pesticide free. They've got something for every mood tested and tailored by in house at experts, different strains for different moods from euphoric to energized, creative to chill. Mood has what you want so here's what you mm. need to do try moods new thca flower today for a limited time only get 20 percent off your first order and a free thca pre-roll just go to hellomood.com and use the promo code poa that's hello m-o-o-d.com code poa for 20 percent off mm. your order and a free thca pre-roll can't beat that with a stick joe no you sure can't trey nor would i try trey uh first off we nailed that shit mm -hmm. i think we're doing better it. live i think we're doing better live than when we're like you know not doing them live uh I yeah sometimes be... doing sometimes doing this shit live is exhilarating and fun other times a transformer <laughs> explodes outside your window and now the show <laughs> is over that's a real thing that's <laughs> happened to me in the past so you know you gotta you roll the dice sometimes but when it goes well it is fun but anyway Tra yeah where you where are you taking us joe what are we Trey, doing Trey, uh you skewed up nvidia's i sent you earlier I did. Didn't you? well producer matt has them and i'm glad i'm glad you did this because if you didn't i was going to i do think it would be fun to take a little Go trip ahead. down memory lane uh producer matt i'm skewing you up right now we want to do that uh that poa commercial it says commercial or ad something like that this is the first like uh ad we cut together for this show um and i think it'll be fun to look back on it and then we've got another early era ad that we can watch after that but if you have that matt i'm gonna keep stalling here it is here we go what's up y'all trade core here we got us a new podcast don't we trey lane damn straight it's called putting on ours we talk about fancy but in a dumb way so if you like that, get on your phone calculator, type all the stuff in and like, subscribe, tell all your friends, leave us a five-star review, we sure would appreciate you. Skin it, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
I feel like God, I'm, I feel like I'm totally capturing the mindset of the simpleton, but to what end? You are a veritable sentient possum, as they have over there. You're doing fantastic. Thank you, old boy. Although I'm dying inside. Yes, of course. I do not need this. I hope it goes well. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. It was fun. It's like, again, any uh, any uh, weekly skewers out there watching are probably cracking up right now because of the echo that was present in the first of that or whatever. You know, they're like, because <laughs> so, we were just talking about, hey, live is great. What's the problem? Everything's <laughs> always smooth. And then, you know, air producer Matt come. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying that's the type of shit you'll have. But you guys still get the picture. That was a uh, it was a fun concept. Us it was regular and, cells and then pretending to be, uh, you know, posh douchebags after that. Pretending to be our regular selves. That's a good no, one, no. Trey. And no, I said our regular selves, then pretending to be uh, people worth something. At the yeah, end yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I and I got to tell you, I just felt really good about myself because I actually am at least a half a centimeter smaller in the face than I was there. I was worried when I pulled. What you don't think so? No, no, no. I'm thinking about myself because I'm I'm currently. Good. Well, I appreciate that. You don't have to say it because I'm currently. If I don't watch it, I'm on the upswing of a fat right now. Because here's what's I am going too. on. Because here's what's going on. I've been uh, I've been taking uh, <laughs> I've started like lifting heavy again as a workout regimen, which is like it's <laughs> fun and I like it. But I've been taking creatine and stuff, which makes you retain water. And it's just, I've just, I'm bloated. I'm such a bloated yeah. cow, Cho. I can't help it. So when I watch the old, old clips, I'm like, ah, I don't know. But you have such a nice jawline. You, you don't get the water in the face. It, 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 it comes to your face last. It goes to my face first. So like, I feel like when you're doing the podcast and you 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 keep yourself up here in frame, you're fine. You'll be okay. So that is sweet of you to say. The first of my internet rant videos I make, the first one of those I you made. jacked after, as fuck, dude. Now, the first the first one I made after starting this, one of the top comments on it was somebody saying, all right, more Trey Crowder to love, which is what people say <laughs> when they're trying to be sweet to a fat person. So <laughs> yeah. that's how I know I'm uh, I'm exploding a little bit. But, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, so for people that don't know, uh, if it weren't here at the beginning, little bit of an or origin story about this podcast actually you know me and Corey, we go way back at this point we've been friends for fucking i don't know 13 years or something like 13, that 14, going, on, yeah. going on 14 years and uh about 10 or 11 years ago when we were absolute nobodies we were like hey comics have podcasts we should have a podcast what should our podcast be about and which by the had, way this was at the time when only five comics had podcasts i think right yeah I've never gotten in on the ground floor of anything in my entire life. And like internet videos, you did probably actually, you know what? You're right. God damn it. Yeah, you've, you've you really did. You're right. I was, I, I was a bit of a pioneer in the comedy world in that way. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, but you're a pioneer. I'm near pie. Hey, Hey, there it is. But, uh, anyway, we we're like, what should our podcast be about? We had bonded. Our friendship had, had, had strengthened dramatically over our shared love for, the show Downton Abbey, right? Which mm -hmm. was still airing at the time. And uh, we were like, oh, we love Downton Abbey and all that stuff. We should do like a redneck fancy shit podcast. And at the time we called it Whiskey and Quiche. And mm -hmm. we we're like, let's get together, record some episodes of Whiskey and Quiche. We got together, recorded like two episodes, had no idea what we were doing. We probably were just wearing fucking like Apple 
uh, you know, yeah. AirPods or something like couldn't, that. And just we had one it. microphone, and right. it's not like we couldn't afford like. When first off, we didn't know what equipment you needed to get. So I had a microphone that my dad had given me that was just like his desktop microphone. We were both using it, definitely not sitting in the right spot in a cavernous, like, well, just in my, well, in my granny's fucking house, no acoustics, like, whatsoever, no format whatsoever, you know? Right. Yes. But we did that. Never put either of them out. Thank God. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> we, but, but we had the idea. We tried it a couple times. We're like, we're dumb and this don't hit. Let's stop. I guess. Yeah. Cause and then, then we, we found out you it. had to edit it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so those first two episodes from 11 years ago are forever lost to the ether. But then we went back to doing the same old shit we'd been doing, just, you know, doing open mics together and whatnot. And then years later, and we were touring together and had the book out and stuff. And then after all that, finally, during the pandemic, when everybody was looking for more stuff to do, we were like, hey, what about that? You remember that? Yeah. Let's just do that now. And that is how Putting On Airs came to be. In case y'all didn't yeah. know, that is the, that is the origin story. Carl uh, jo Jonette up there says, release the original episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. First off, we literally can't. Uh, they don't exist. And let me add to that. Thank God. Thank uh, God. Because, no, the quality is It was a different time, just, which I know sounds it, silly. It was a different time. I know it that sounds silly. <laughs> but even 11 years ago, for two, like, baby comic... Ooh. Well, I was a baby comic. You weren't. I was, like, a year, two years into comedy. You but, were, dude, still You were nine years now. into comedy yeah, at was, that point or whatever. I was, but, but still, that's a baby compared to who I am now. You know what right. I mean? But, yes. Also, dude, we were no. both just, like, we were both, like, 24 you know, 25 yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I would never in a million years allow y'all to say that. I'll give you something else that'll tease y'all. We also, the two of us, drew DJ from the Universe and some other friends of ours. We wrote a bunch of comedy sketches and filmed those to put on YouTube too. In like that 12. Same era, in that same era, a bunch of them. And we were yeah. like really excited about it. And that's nothing. It's like at the time, we were like, this is great. We're really doing the thing. This hits. in retrospect i never ever want any of y'all to see ever any of those ever now there's the one I'd concepts be fine with. the concepts and some of the jokes are okay but like the execution and what how we were and what we were doing is just a fucking nightmare dude this is what I, this is why i'm always so so glad and retroactively appreciative we of the fact that I, I was going to say of the fact that like this current era of YouTube and stuff didn't exist when we were like teenagers, when we were 14 yeah, and yeah, 15 yeah. and stuff. Cause bro, there would be some truly unfortunate videos of me doing DMX in my mama's trailer at 15 <laughs> yeah. ch chubby fat me with a nation mustache and a UT uh, gold chain mm. on just in there fucking doing bring your whole crew and stuff saying all the words. Cause I didn't know then that it wasn't cool to do that. And uh, it I mean, would be it would be a problem. I don't mind uh, saying it now th for those like I mean I don't know how many we ended up having edited or whatever, but we shot like fifteen sketches in the span of two weeks. And I was and this is going to sound insane to say, but I was accidentally on meth the whole two weeks, mm -hmm. <laughs> like the whole mm -hmm. two weeks. <laughs> just messed out of my fucking gourd just thinking yeah. i was doing the best work of my life 
And uh, I mean, but like, let's face it, having a ball, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Having an absolute It was a lot blast. of fun. It was a lot of fun. The product was not that great. Carrie England says, I think the first video I ever saw with the liberal redneck trio was the nudist colony trip. Yeah, that was fun. That was a funnier die production. We went to do stand up at a gay nudist uh retreat in the Poconos, which they have every year. It's called GNI, Gay Naturist International. And we went to do stand-up there, and we hung out for, like, the weekend, and Funny or Die came and documented the experience. And it was – uh, it turned out pretty well. I think you can still find it out there, right? I don't know you if can. Got lost. Yeah, because Funny or Die owned that. That was their thing, and I don't know if they've kept it It still up, exists. It was, it's on it uh, Amazon. It's on Amazon, and I know because I still get, like – a random message about it, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram or an email, like, I don't know, once every two weeks or something from somebody like, uh, yeah, people keep saying, how are you accidentally on meth for two weeks? Uh, because I thought it was fucking Molly. You. Are you, exactly. you have a that, brain? See, people don't know. Drew used to have a bit about this. It was like, it's like, <laughs> I drew out a bit. It was like, I've never done meth, but I've done Molly in a trailer with a guy named Keith. So, I've done meth, which yeah. like y'all that didn't have as much experience with drug. That is how it was, especially in like the fucking red ass parts of the South back then. You just had buddies and stuff that would call shit Molly or they'd be like, Hey, this shit will get you going or whatever. Nobody would call yeah. it meth. Cause meth was like bad. You know, it had a stank on it, but they're yeah. like, no, this is a party. Good drug. It's fun. And you take it and it's like, and then later you're like, Oh, that was, that was hundred yeah. percent just meth. That was just. Meth I just I got thinking. yeah. It's I yeah. I was on it for like two weeks, partying and getting work done, and then a buddy met me. Like he came there for the end of the shoot, and I was like, "Hey, you want some Molly?" And this particular friend of mine, back in the day, used to deal meth, and he's like, "Hey, you know that's meth. <laughs> like you know that's meth, right. right?" And I was like, "Oh shit." And so I was like, well, I guess I'm about to do some meth because, like, I've got some left. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah, yeah it turns out I enjoyed meth for a while. Didn't do it again. Also, the other thing is, the other thing I'll say about that, about doing meth, the other thing I'll say <laughs> in defense of doing meth is this. Like, anybody that's, like, our age, which we're, like, we're, like, middle-aged millennials, middle-aged millennials and below, if you're around our generation, you be knowing about Adderall. Adderall's all Done in the meth. rage, all this stuff. Everybody look, Adderall is just it's fancy meth. meth. That's yeah. That, that is all it is. And meth it's hits It's literally like meth. Yeah, because it's regulated and it's controlled, and you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. It does hit harder, but you're right. But like, no, I'm Adderall. It's harder. Adderall is meth. Oh, you meant meth hits harder. Okay. Yeah, right. I meant to have a good time. No, Adderall we have to have a good time. Like, for for you. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Don't but, do meth. Uh, by the way, I I should, should not do meth. No, I'm just saying like anyone who thinks it's not a good time is an idiot because there's no one on earth who has ever been like, God damn, I don't have any teeth and my family's gone, but at least it sucks. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's never been a thing someone said. Like it is fun. Yeah. So, so Joe, we said this oh, was going to be high. We said this was going to be highly interactive and we've. It has uh, we been. Have, we've been talking to people. I know we've responded to some I want to show that cabbage got, video got, real quick and then we'll do okay, the thing. Right, okay. We'll do the cabbage video, Matt, producer Matt, if you Pull up the cabbage video, and then after this, we'll take some cues. And I don't mean questions; I mean cues, like you know, like that's your cue from the audience, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then go from there as we take it home. See, this is what I have to do on skews a lot. Show I have to fill time. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Good evening.
reading the internet. I'm here to inform you of the existence of the exciting podcast, Putting On Airs. It, it, is it my time to talk, me lord? Did I deem it so? No. Your express purpose here this evening is to connect with the commoners. Well, well that's why I brought me dirt cabbage. A cabbage? What on earth is that? Well, it's like really thick grass that you can eat. At any rate, Putting On Airs is the podcast where two lowly peasants deign to inform themselves upon the finer aspects of the culture of the betters. Please like, subscribe, download, tell all your friends, leave us a five-star review. I'm really trying to change me lot in life. Skew. Skew. Hey, I want to do the I want to do the fantasy draft when we come back. I think we're back. Sorry. Okay. Hey, God everybody. I knew, I knew some shit would happen. I have no idea how much time we lost. Producer Matt has been doing weekly skews for two plus years. Said he's never seen that happen. Five seconds. We lost five seconds. He says five seconds, but it's going to be like two different files, isn't it? That I'm not going to lie. That really bothers me. But if that, if that's what, but you know, what can you do? It's what it is. About it. Anyway, I was saying uh, the dirt cabbage video. I the idea for that for me came from watching Bridgerton with my wife and realizing like people watch shows like Bridgerton and they picture themselves in that posh position of like you know, it's like oh, you know, I share with you my father's name and that's what we mean. <laughs> you know, and the horizon upon which we cast our love will be the you know the canvas on which our future right. is written or whatever. That made no sense <laughs> what I said, but people talk like that. And that's how people envision themselves when they watch stuff like Bridgerton. But I realized because I'm a fucking trailer baby, huge trash piece of shit. Like, especially back then, back in that day, I was like, I wouldn't fuck. I wouldn't be one of those people. I'd be I'd be a peasant fucking diving right. out of the way of like a lord's horse and carriage. Be like, I'm so sorry, me lord. I've got me. Don't take me cabbage. I need me cabbage. So I have something to hurl at the dirt thief tomorrow. The peasant, the pheasant thief right. tomorrow. And uh, yeah, and my papa but, was in construction. I'm not as trash as you, but so would I have been. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I know. Well, that's the thing. You're right. That's the thing. It's like you're not as trash as me, but per the standard of like that type of world, you are still trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people, a lot of like, you know, Southern Baptist Those people type, church think of Christ they would hit, but who think they are like kind of fancy per the standard yeah. of where they are. And it's like, no, per the standard yeah. of actual fancy people, you are garbage. You are, you are closer way, to garbage homeless. too. We should right. all embrace that and, you know, hit in our own way. But like, don't act like you ain't garbage when you is. You know what I right. mean? You garbage. Exactly. Yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, some people are saying if you're if something's going wrong with your thing, leave and come back because every there's some people are saying it's not fine, but then some people are like, no, nah, it's good. Just leave and come back. So do that. I know. Hey, what are you gonna do? Going live? Don't hit sometimes. Uh, Buck Nasty <laughs> says that they're from garbage. If that's your real name, I can, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, me and Matt are clearly on the same wavelength tonight. Anyways, uh, in keeping with the interactive form that I wanted to do, I did want to play a game with everybody. So not that y'all haven't already been commenting, but get ready to comment some more and give us some cues. If y'all will remember, and it was a very, very popular segment because we got like record comments on these episodes. We did a fantasy kingdom draft. Me and Trey 
decided who we thought would be good in our realm. We named a king, uh, queen, queen region, all that stuff, you know, uh, the, the coin, whatever. We want you guys uh, to comment and nominate some people for the fantasy draft kingdom. And me and Trey are going to try to break down your picks uh, as sports commentators would. Does that sound good to you, Trey? Is that something yes. that you'd be interested in? To remind these people, though, what we're really talking about, what we're asking for. It's like a public figure uh, in some yeah. field, some somebody that people are That's aware not of. not a politician. Who's assigned to a particular medieval role, right? Like a yes. role in court or whatever. So, you know, master of whispers, master of coin, right. you know, king, queen, whatever. All that Game of Thrones type shit. Somebody in the present oh, yeah. day that you think would uh would work in one of those roles. This is not the same thing at all. Or like, I just want to shout myself out a little bit. We recorded the Well Red podcast the other day, and I did a similar thing where I was trying to identify the <laughs> current day version of uh of Steven Seagal, who <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he'd be the jester or what he would be, but either way, just like trying to who is our Steven Seagal. And I came up with DJ Khaled, which yeah. I'm pretty proud of. I've thought a lot about it. So I keep thinking a lot about it. And I feel yeah. like it holds water, man. Like I think, I think it does. I think DJ Khaled is our Steven Seagal. All right. Sean Fest says Dolly is queen. Obviously, yeah. you'll get you will get uh no argument to the contrary here as a Tennessean. Right. And I, I think we ended up I think we ended up landing on that. And then when I had Kirby, Lady Kirby, excuse me, on a, a follow-up episode, that's where she landed. And matter of fact, she called us both idiots for not having just said that in the first episode and then just leaving it uh, as that. Uh, Producer Matt, what else we got here? Trump as shoemaker. says Trump as shoemaker. Yeah, he is venturing out into the world Cobbler. of making shoes. Well, I don't, you know, I mean, he got, he hollered at some Chinese to make some shoes for him or whatever. What did you think? Because, Cor, are you still a hype beast, Joe? Are you uh, a retired you know, hype beast? You a former hype beast? What's the deal? Because you, so, for a while there, that's the thing with you. You you find something that hits for you and it kind of becomes your whole personality for a while. And you, see you, know, that about, you know that about yourself. And you see here? oh yeah, see he's got his whole uh, his whole shoe collection there. But it's and it's funny you, you say because no, I agree with you. Like you know that's something you've you've made fun of me for before, but I don't disagree with you. Um, in that like I do get super hype about things, and I go all you know smooth in, and then I'm kind of like okay, I'm done. Well, with shoes, what happened was I got all the ones that hit for me. And like I have I have one of like every color that kind of goes with everything. And now like I own I mean, I'll still like I bought a pair of shoes the other day, but yeah, I don't go as crazy for them anymore. But dude, you know what that has a lot to do with? I have a baby. So sure. Well, I want to ask, you know, we don't do politics on this show, but I'm talking just just in shoe terms. What did you I think didn't. about Trump's shoes? I don't I, I just I thought I don't care I for thought that it was style. Well, it's funny because I thought the style because they're like they're like high tops or whatever, and it's like I don't know I don't know if maybe they were trying to get like people who hit on board or something because I was yeah. like 
Because I was thinking like they should have put out some like Crocs or some orthopedic inserts or something like that. Yeah, they're not for his base. That's, that's what I'm saying. But but maybe yeah, that's not, their whole idea. Maybe that's their whole idea. Um, is these are not for our base. But like my main the main thing was like obviously for me the T didn't work, but it was because it looked too much like the Tennessee T. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of that didn't. Which hit. you know, I, right? Don't hit for you. I'm not a big fan of like that gold shit. Like. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really like that. Like, it's almost there because the style that they're kind of going for is that kind of uh, sock fit LeBron, which I'm not completely against. But, like, the way his was, it kind of looks like when they make something for a movie that has to look like a Jordan but can't, but has to get past licensing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it like a knockoff a Jordan. Off. Right. Yeah, and so I just wasn't with, with him, you know. I don't like, and I was so, trying. I really was trying to be like, okay, forget it's him, you know. And I didn't, I didn't care for him. So Trey Dillahay is back and says Conway Twitty as the court songbird. I, mean, I hey, can't argue with that. Can't I'm argue for with it. that. Have all the have all the fair maidens, you know, lining up, especially the ones of the old divorcees or widows right. of a certain age. You know, it was, that was always the beautiful thing about Conway Twitty is like, as you pointed Dude. out, you had a bit about it for a while. Like he was like, he was singing to like middle-aged women with their fucking pussies with that their, ain't been wet in 15 years. He got with them. their, with their hair curl, curlers in and stuff. With hair that I mean? looked just like his, with, just, right, look yeah. just like yeah. his dog. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. I feel like, they although, don't. although we know 83 year old Smokey Robinson, Michael did put, did just put out an album called Gasms. So I guess somebody's yeah. still out there catering to the aunties and the mammals. Uh, kind of does it, and Rod Stewart's still out there. You know, did you see but that? Like, so, well, I'm going to come back to Lisa Hamrick says Snoop Dogg for herbologist. Yes. Okay. We keep just saying yes to everybody, and they have been good so far. And I understand why you would say that. However, if Snoop Dogg's the herbologist, the realm might fall apart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because like our king might be a little too chill. And yeah. I know you think like, oh, well, we'll be peace, you know, all over. But people might walk all over us. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I might have to pull back on that one. You mentioned Michael Bublé. He's a fancy motherfucker. His whole thing. He, he, sure operates, he operates in a fancy realm. I would love to have him on. Well, I was going to yeah. where where are you at on Michael Bublé? I love like, him. I really like him, did man. You, because did you see the did you see the clip uh, from relatively recently where he did shrooms at the NHL yeah. all-star yeah. game. And he took too many. <laughs> talked about it in the, he's like in the press conference. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, my yeah. buddy gave me this thing. He's like, this is a micro dose of shrooms. That yeah. was not a micro dose. It I'm out of my goddamn it. mind right, right now. And uh, it leveled him really up for me. for me. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've always liked him because number one, like, you know, he's kind of like, you know, you were talking on well read yesterday about how like Gerard Butler is like, He's his thing, but he's like pretty self-effacing about it. Mm-hmm. Bublé's he's always kind of been the same way. He's like, dude, I'm a lounge act, but I like doing it. He sings all the Sinatra songs that I like. He seems to be like very self-aware about it. He's got a really funny personality. And then you throw the mushrooms thing in there. I'm like, dude, this guy rules. Bill Nye as the wizard. I didn't know that we got a wizard, but I will accept that we're in. I mean, if we're talking Harry about Potter a kingdom. World. You gotta have yeah. what well, no, you gotta have a wizard. Fucking Merlin okay, was cool. the wizard. We kill kingdoms you have wizards. Justin yeah. Payton says Justin Payton says uh Bill Nye as the wizard. I'm trying to think of who would be like I can only David think Copperfield of would probably be a better wizard because we could use right. Bill Nye as like our head scientist. You know what I mean? Science guy, yeah. But you know, yeah, uh, Justin, Arthur, I like where your head's at. 
Arthur C. Clarke, I believe it was, said that any significant or any uh, sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. So right. you know that's how uh, you know scientists can be can be magicians at times, and I guess vice versa. Also, I don't. I'm such a sucker for magic. I've been watching. And this dude did the well-read podcast years ago. Justin Willman is his name. Oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a wizard. He's a warlock. He's got a show on Netflix called Magic for Humans, which my sons have found, and they've been watching it. And continuously, repeatedly, I'm just like, how the fuck he do that? What the <laughs> fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, 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 a, I'm a big mark for magic. I, I do find it pretty magical. Deborah Beach says MTG as the witch. I mean, that's a good call. You got to have a witch. Green. Who else would you be? Yeah, gotta have a witch tormenting. Well, she's the not realm. competent though. You know what I mean? Like I want That's a competent a witch. Well, so like, but who would that be? Who would be like the evil witch who is actually a Francis McDormand? <laughs> but she hits though. She does hit, but she can be kind of a surly gal. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of a surly gal. Yeah, yeah. But she's good. Like I like her, but I think she could pull off some witch stuff. Is all I'm saying. Or okay. Elvira, Elvira, dude, Elvira. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, you know, being a witch does not have to be a bad person. You know what I mean? Well, now you're talking about like, because there's like, there's good witches and bad witches, right? It's like a I'd want a good one. Like, sure. There's like light witches and dark witches. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's white witches and black witches black and one's witches, good yeah, and one's yeah. bad. Uh, yeah. But, uh, well, I want a good one yeah. in my realm. A light witch... Who's like, uh, who's like, uh, you know, magical and in a way that 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 hits. Um, Betty White. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, God rest her soul. Right, her. but dude, we but already yeah. did Conway Twitty. This is of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Marianne Williamson sitting out there somewhere, like I can't get no shine. God damn, <laughs> yeah, I've been lighting, yeah, I've been lighting yeah, all these yeah. candles, <laughs> saying all these incantations, and ain't nobody yeah, so giving me no credit. That's a good one. Karina says, "Don't insult witches like that." If you're, if that's, that's directed what, at me, I wasn't. Was to, I know you're right. He wasn't. He was. I'm just. I thought that. I thought the generally accepted paradigm was that there's like, you know, there's again, there's good witches and there's wicked witches. Is that not how it works? That's what I thought. That's how yeah. I thought it worked. You know what I mean? Sure. Got light but, but and dark no, witches, whatever. Yeah, but only until yeah, Harry Stevie Potter Nicks. came around was there bad wizards. You know what I mean? Stevie Nicks, she's a good witch. Says Melissa Stiltner. That is a great. Great option. Our buddy, our buddy Drew, his wife Andy is a witchy woman, and she worships at the altar of Stevie Nicks. So, well, Stevie that Nicks is, is fucking awesome. Well, yeah, right, of course. Yeah, Andy's not always wrong. <laughs> well, I think we've got some All good right. choices here, man. I really do. Yeah, Matt's trying asleep. to think. Yeah, this happens sometimes. Sometimes yeah. Matt just, he's out there, Lord knows what he's doing. In my experience, he might be looking for a comment talking about how hard he hits. He likes to share yeah, those yeah, yeah. a lot. I don't I blame him. I mean, you, go, yeah, you right. work and, and, you know, you want to come a little given, uh, given jelly roll as shine. the attorney general. I'm, hey, I like that. Let me tell you something. Yeah. My, yeah, see, my, me and sister, my sister Paige would follow Jelly Roll to the <laughs> gates of hell. Like yes, she, she would. is a colossal fan. Again, if you're a skewer, one night me and Mark were talking about some dipshit like MAGA rapper guy. And I said, I was like, Drew told me that's Jelly Roll. Do you remember Jelly yeah. Roll? This, before, this is before Jelly Roll blew up in country music. This is like 
two plus years ago before he really popped. I was like, you remember Jelly Roll from back in the day? Drew told me that's Jelly Roll right there. And immediately my phone just lit up for my sister being like, uh, what the fuck you know? Jelly Roll's one of us. That, I don't know who the fuck that is, but Jelly Roll ain't like that. I can tell you right now, Jelly Roll's a good guy. You know, she, she's just like, she's like, I don't know what the fuck Drew's talking about, but Jelly Roll, he ain't like that. And I was like, okay, Paige, I'm sorry. And, you know, she was right. Jelly Roll is indeed a good dude. Seems to be a very good dude. So, absolutely. Yeah, I had it wrong. Uh, Let's do a couple of rounds, Cho, of that other game just real quick and see okay. how poorly it goes. And okay. Then think, and then I think shortly after that we can we can wrap it up. Okay. Well, uh, Matt, get ready because this game is called Skew's Line Is It Anyways. So here's what I'm going to need from the audience, everybody. The prompts I'm going to need from you. I'm going to need you to give us a suggestion of an accent that we should do uh, for the scene. And I'm going to need you to give us a situation, a situation that we have covered in the show. You give us an accent and a situation we've covered in the show. And me and Trey are going to see if we can improv a scene. We're going to see if we can improv that situation. I don't Joe, know. How in to, fairness, huh? not to, not to, not to push back on it here, but does does it have to be a situation we've covered on the show? No, they can do anything. They can do anything. Yeah. I was just trying to get their head in the right just, place. Just a situation, situation and yeah. an accent. Uh, producer, uh, Matt, producer Matt, as opposed to uh, picking suggestions from the audience, is using his time texting us in the private chat, <laughs> saying that, hey, listen, okay, we can't really do Jamaican, everybody. <laughs> sure you can. We got a joke. Uh, high fancy New England at they have a fancy can, New England accent. I can only do I, Peter Griffin. That's what I was about. To, yeah, I didn't even like. I thought I'm literally in my head trying to think like, what is the fancy New England? And maybe well, I we'll just try. cannot. Maybe I just cannot interpret uh, New England accents as being fancy or whatever. But yeah, you know, I we'll just try. It, you know, Boston. Thank God, you know. And well, that's what we're the, going uh, with. Yeah, what's the situation here? What are we doing? See, I'm switching okay. the. Switching to New York already. Um, you got to go say uh, squirrels, squirrels disgusting, disgusting sex. sex. Yeah. All right. Uh, here we go. What's what up, you, you fucking, fucking queer? queer? I got balls too. It's so funny that that's our interpretation of what a fancy New Englander sounds like. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> we both went straight to fucking <laughs> getting right prison raped in a Boston accent or whatever. Uh, I don't think we can. I think we need to go to the next one. Yeah, yeah we need to go a different thing. Like, All we're, right. We're not going to make that hit harder. Kiwi okay. Laundromat. All right, Kim Cusato. Okay. So, so, so yeah, um, not, he's, not, he's, yeah. Do you separate the um, the whites and the docks? I know they do in yeah, South Africa. I was about to say, yeah, no, yeah, my. Well, people from Tennessee, you know, so we go with the uh, the colors and the whites together. That's generally how that works, you know. Um, Oi. Also, a uh, cassowary pissed on this uh, particular shirt of mine. I don't know. I have no idea if they have cassowaries in, in New Zealand, but I know I they got. They do. I know they got hobbits. Hey, eh? they got little. That's what they call little people over there. A very bad Aussie accent and taking over the government. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, uh, that Nancy Pelosi's a fucking bitch. Hey, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That Bernie Sanders, I'll tell you what, I'd like to Bernie on the Barbie. How about that? I don't care what these fucking dipshits voted for. I know what's right. And what's right is what's right, mate. You know what I mean? We're going in a Midwestern accent discussing wine. Okay. Uh, so you like a red, you like a white or... Uh, well, you know, I like it in a box. Uh, it's the best value in nice my box opinion. of wine. Take a Franzia, you know. Yeah, when it's snowing outside, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, oh, you know. Yeah. And if you oh, go, yeah, sure. if you go get sure, it, yeah, if you sure. go get get it at Menards, you save big money down there. You know what yeah, I'm I saying? Got, you get, get the, you a big the old card for Menards down there. Of you know? course, it's a good yeah. deal. Get, get you uh, a pork uh, tenderloin. Southern California tor- tornado. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, why is oh. the air all fucked and shit, bro? Uh, my, oh, oh no, oh. my husband, my husband's dildo flew away. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh god. Hey, Jamaica's what's that a, pussy hey, do? Yeah, that's a nice pussy, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the speculum said one one man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Canadian laughing at New York MAGA trucker blockade. Uh let's see. Oh he oh he who who's he, your I gotta try to get into that there. Uh because you want to do Minnesota, uh, you know. I know you do. I don't. I'm yeah. gonna be honest with you. I don't really know the. Def, de, I'm switching into Scottish for no reason. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota, Minnesota, Canada. Canada. No, Joel, do the, do the. Do you have the fucking Canada thing? Can you do the Canada thing? I don't know what. No, I don't know why. No, I'm getting into Minnesota. A Russian right, yeah. thrift shopping. Oh, this is this reminds me of bear I had when I was child. Bear I used to wrestle for father and to, in exchange for potato. I hope he's doing well. Igor the bear, that's what they call him. Do you yes. accept in my Russia's payment <laughs> for this fur coat? He works hard. Valley dude accent and buying weed. Sha. Uh Sha. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's, that's good kush. Uh, yeah, Can't believe uh, I can do this at the uh, store right. now. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Royals at a golden corral. It's like, this isn't uh, gravy. Where is the bloody cornbread? What on earth? What are these servers even doing? It's like, I have to go through the gravy fountain myself. What? A, why what did the donkey come through the front this? door? <laughs> uh, Scottish man right. trying to get Matt to, po- Matt to post the graphic. How fucking hard is it, Matt, to just put up a fucking video? I've sent you the graphics a thousand times over. How many times you have to be queued to just make the fucking the bloody thing show up for fuck's sake? I love you, Matt. Matt, you're great. I'm just saying. Uh, Creole accent. Trying okay. to catch that video. See, I just shoved up. <laughs> Man, don't put your daggone you fan in there. Pull your thing out, then you come on back. Put it down up. Put it down in that rock hole there. Made the, the, the catfish just latch on your finger like now. that. You put it out. I got it now, baby. That you, yeah, yeah. You Get back in now. <laughs> <laughs> Cook it up makes me a two fake. Uh, spaghetti people at a barbecue. Uh, okay. Uh, I. Uh, 
This you is make a potato to eat the salad. As a Paladina say it, we all say it. Alabama speech coach. All right. Uh, Just leave the R off the end of it, and no one gets as mad. Uh, I love how you went straight to Forrest Gump. Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump is the Alabama accent. But they actually, they have the... Alabama has that, like... I've heard you do we, it before. I, yeah. I was about to say, because we, we got our buddy... Always, we got our Tim buddy... Uh, say, Matt everybody Mitchell, in Alabama, like... Everybody in Alabama talks like they want you to see every tooth in their goddamn head. And, Al- yeah, and yeah, Matt they Mitchell... Do have a, like, they have a sort of like high pitched version of Southern Act. Like Jason Isbell yeah. kind of hey. has it. They do. Hey. Yeah, right. Are you in? Yeah. I'm in. We're going down the goddamn golf course. I'm fucking right in. Now. I'm fucking I'm in. Fucking Let's in. Go down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Isbell has it too, man. They just kind of talk up like this. Look, man, I'll tell you what. God damn it. You're going to play shortstop. He's going to play third. And if a ground ball goes between your legs, we ain't going to fucking Chuck E. Cheese. That's, you right. know, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Redneck learning Spanish. Como say what now? Yeah. Toka IT, whose Chihuahua is that? What's the fuck? No essay. I don't go to school now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Hell, Vamos, hell no. bitches. What are we doing here? Yeah. Newfoundland? Oh, no idea. No. I have absolutely no idea what a Newfoundland accent is. I apologize. Long Islander discovering the existence of furries. It's like you so what are they fucking cats or what? What are they? So, so just when I think we got all the gays I ever heard of, we got right, all of a sudden you got gays thinking the cats out here. You got teenagers pissing in the fucking box and shit. And so, so yeah. the T in LGBTQ stands for tails. Is this is what that I what it is? Is that what it is? What kind of queer shit is this? Yeah, right. All right. It was a good. I think effort, that went pretty good. Yeah, Belgian, Belgian man. Do you have any idea how Belgian talks uh, at a waffle? House? It's funny. Belgian at a waffle house doesn't make sense. Enough. I have no right, idea. Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. It's like you called this. <laughs> that, that ain't right. Russian. Like it, yeah, right. It's Russian. Uh, I don't. I feel like it's kind of French adjacent. You yeah, called maybe. these waffles. These are not waffles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, there you go. That'll work. Well, love the waffles. Yeah. Was Jean Claude Van Damme? Jean Claude yeah, Van Damme. He's, he's Belgian, right? And he sounds kind of Frenchy. I feel like Belgian is yeah. French adjacent, but we we're all every American is Belgian dumb. We're all Why Belgian don't you dumb, take so. that apron off and give me some pussy? That's Jean Claude Van Damme. Splits on top of a truck. Uh, redneck learning Spanish was my high school. Me too, yeah. Gary England. That was also me. My high school experience. Well, buddy, I think we nailed it. In my opinion, Donde está la biblioteca? Thank you for the input. Yeah. Yeah, trying to thank make you for the input. I like butts, but butts, books, books, but, bibliotheca's yeah. library. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't no, know where I got an empanada. Like, he does not like books. Go Dodgers! All right, here go we go. Uh, <laughs> Would you have fun, buddy? Anyway, I had a great time. Hope y'all liked it too. Got in there and got to get in there and cook my kids' dinner because my wife's on her yearly girls' trip. So I've just I've. The children have been abandoned for the past hour now, but you know, they're 11 and 12. They're fine. They ain't doing nothing. Yeah, they're playing okay. Xbox and probably fist fighting each other. But yeah, got to get in there and do the thing. But this has been fun with that slight hiccup. I know it does hey, bother dude. me. I'm not going to lie. It's not your fault. It's not our fault. I know it ain't my fault. That's what I'm saying. It's just what happens. But like, yeah. 
is the goddamn is this episode going to be Matt cut said it's all in the same now? video. Matt said it's all in the same okay, video. Matt says it's all the same so video. So your pretty little face, you motherfucker. Okay, we did it, good, Daddy. Good, good, we good. did it. Hey, we hope all you airheads had as good of a time as we had. We will not be doing these all the time, but I can tell you we will do one again. Not soon, but sometimes. Thank you so much. This was our 100th episode. We would not be here without y'all. Um, if you joined us and you've never heard another episode of Putting On Airs, thank you so much. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube. It's at watchpoa.com. Like, subscribe, download, tell all of your friends uh and you can email us by the way on normal episodes we read airmail at the end you can email us at putting on airs at gmail.com trey would you like to promote any upcoming dates sure next weekend i'll be in indianapolis uh the pork tenderloin capital of the world i believe uh indianapolis yep. also white basketball player capital of the world Indianapolis, Indiana uh, at Helium Comedy Club next weekend. Come see me. And after that, we got D.C., Virginia, Pittsburgh, Southern California dates, Oxnard and Brea and whatnot. So go to TreyCrowder.com. Get your tickets to come and see me. Please, please, Lord, please come and see me. Do it. It's fun. And hey, I'm not on the road. I'm at home with a youngin. So if you want anything from me, you can subscribe to my Substack at BonusCorey.com. We love y'all. And as always, stay fancy. Motherfuckers. You, Matt, hit that outro hit. video. Lydia Loveless. Here's one, Lydia Loveless. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on.